song. Thank you, Sister Wheeler. Lord bless them, and uh, we appreciate them so much. <laughs> you may be seated. May the Lord bless you, Brother Greg Wheeler. Fort Worth, Texas going to come. Lord bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise God. Amen. We're thankful to be with you today in Newark at Christian Apostolic Church with your fine pastor and wife. Brothers and sisters, Shostran have shown us uh, tremendous kindness. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. What I love about this couple is that they are, they are real. They are genuine. They are apostolic Christians through and through. It is a joy and a pleasure to be around them. And uh, we are privileged just to be able to come and to be in service with you all today. And we just uh, trust that uh, in some way we can be a blessing in this service. I trust that the Lord is going to speak and minister in this house. How many of you come to hear a word from the Lord today? Amen. Praise God. I want to read a passage of scripture in your hearing right now. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And uh, beginning with the first verse. It says, And it came to pass after this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon, Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And then I'd like to skip down to the 12th verse, where part of Jehoshaphat's prayer, he said, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. What I feel today to speak to you is from this 12th verse. Jehoshaphat said, essentially, I don't know what to do, but I do know where to look. I may not know what to do, but praise God, I do know where to look. Amen. For all of us, there will be times that we don't know what to do. Certainly all here, I believe, would agree that life is filled with uncertainty. And we don't have to fear in times of uncertainty. It has been said, of course, life is uncertain, but God is not. Yes, life is uncertain, but God is not. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but aren't you thankful that we know who holds tomorrow? 
Hallelujah. So no matter what happens, remember that God has the whole world in his hands. Amen. And as Christians, I believe this truth that God is in control should dictate how you and I respond to crisis and to uncertainty. As my wife was mentioning earlier, it was uh, now nearly 18 months ago that we were there in Northwest Arkansas spending the night in Eureka Springs when that event happened. And, and there we saw uh, the Christ of the Ozarks and and uh, it was, I believe, the Lord just speaking, hey, there's going to be uncertainty, but I know right where you are. Amen. He was stretching out his hands, if you will, to us, and we're thankful for that. And so during the last 18 months, there's been tremendous amounts of uncertainty as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. And there's been a lot of unease and a lot of uncertainty in our world. Amen. And, and we may feel like in those times, Pastor, that we may not know what to do. But can I tell you that if you are, if you know the Lord, then deep down in your heart, you really do know what to do. And that's pray. Everybody say pray. pray. Amen. So we find in this passage of Scripture here in 2 Chronicles 20, the word comes of a possible attack and the Children of Moab and of Ammon and of Mount Seir, a great multitude, a vast number of soldiers, a force that was far superior to the armies of Judah. It was an enemy yet unseen. They hadn't seen it yet, but they had heard that this army is coming against them. And so what was Jehoshaphat's response? Well, Judah's king Jehoshaphat no doubt took inventory of his army that was at his disposal, he began thinking about how many fighting men do we have, how many horses, how many chariots, what is our capacity for warfare, and uh, he began to assess, but then he began to think, you know, we don't have power against a, a, an army the size of the one coming against us. We may not have a great army, but what we do have is a knowledge of God. And so he began to call on the people to gather together and to call on the Lord in prayer. You see, Jehoshaphat, he didn't run up the white flag. He didn't send out ambassadors seeking conditions of peace. He didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel. You know, it's possible when you hear a report, you can be overcome. And I'm telling you, the media today is very good at presenting a, a message of fear. Yes? And, and so we may hear media reports about how rampant COVID is and the coronavirus, and I'm not taking anything away from that. Probably every family here has either had it or knows somebody has and all of that. But you know what? There's other things, too, that we can hear and it causes us to be worried or, or concerned. Maybe you visited the doctor and you heard a report from the physician and, and, and it was something that caused great concern to rise up in you. Maybe you've heard on your job that there may be some layoffs or whatever it may be. Things can trigger that, that response of fear or uncertainty. And, and uh, on our own, you and I, we may not know what to do, but we're not going to fear 
Like Jehoshaphat, we're not going to run up the white flag. We're not going to give up. But we are going to stand in faith and we're going to trust God. Amen? Hallelujah. So even when we don't know what to do, we really do know what to do. And that's go to God in prayer. Amen? Second Chronicles 20 and verse 3, Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. He made up his mind that he was going to seek God. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Amen. And they came from all the cities of Judah around about. They came for the express purpose of seeking God. Can I tell you that you and I today, we are living in times just like Jehoshaphat. It was times of great uncertainty. Walter Percy made this statement. He said, this is not the age of enlightenment, but this is the age of not knowing what to do. Knowledge has certainly increased in our day in 2021. It may seem like that there is more information than ever before, but even with all that information, it seems like life is more confusing than it's ever been. And so we live in that kind of a world. And I don't think we've ever seen such a complicated age as we're living in in 2021. And there seemingly are no boxed answers. There are no perfect solutions. We're living in a time of complexity. And we often struggle with situations and with problems and perplexities of life. And ask ourselves the question, what shall I do. Uncertainty is certainly one of the most challenging of all the human problems that we face. Uh, you know, have you ever been in a place where it just seemed like you couldn't get a firm foundation to stand on, you know, where, where you were wondering what the next day was going to bring? And, and, and if you haven't been there, then that day is coming. We all face those times. That is true. Uncertainty has a way of unnerving us. And all of us have been there at some point, and, and that's the way it is with uncertainty. And so the text that we read today, it tells us about a time just like that, with an unseen enemy on the way. It was a time of great uncertainty for King Jehoshaphat and for the people of Judah. So what do you do when you don't know what to do in times like that? Don't give up, but look up. Everybody say, look up. Amen. Look up. So John Wesley, maybe you've heard that name, the founder of Methodism, the Methodist church. Uh, it was in the 1800s in England. And he had a parishioner come to visit him. And, uh, and he came for counseling from pastor. So pastor, you know about that. You've counseled with once. But his counseling session was held out on his farm. And so as the man came and began to tell him problems that he was facing, uh, John Wesley invited him to walk down the country lane with him. And so together they're walking down this country lane and the man is telling him the problems that he's facing and, and this and that. And John Wesley stopped and he said, would you, would you look at that cow over there? Now understand that in that period of time, their fences, they weren't barbed wire right? They weren't woven wire. They were stone walls. And so John Wesley said, would you look at that cow over there? That cow has its head over the wall. And John Wesley asked this parishioner, why do you think the cow has its head over the wall? 
And John Wesley gave a very profound answer. Because the cow can't see through it. That's profound, isn't it? But can I tell you, we can learn a lesson from a cow today. <laughs> because you know what? We face problems in life, amen? There are situations that come our way. And sometimes we are so close to that problem that it seems it's all that we can see. But if we could lift up our head, if we begin to look to Jesus today and understand that he is above whatever problem we may face, whatever situation that we're in right now. And so when times of life come that are uncertain, it's time not to give up, but it's time to look up. Look at your neighbor and say, look up. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Philippians 1 and verse 19 says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation. Everybody say, my salvation. My salvation. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as all Judah stood before the Lord, suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet Jehaziel. He spoke a word. The king then set himself to seek the Lord. He cleared his calendar. He began to make up his mind. You know what we're going to do as a people? We're going to go to God. There may be uncertainty that is abounding, but we're going to make up our mind. We're going to call on the name of the Lord. We're going to speak Jesus, if you will. We're going to call on the name of the Lord today. Amen. And so he took the lead. And here, King Jehoshaphat, he led the people of God in this life-altering, destiny-determining prayer. And I'd, I'd like to just share that with you right now. 2 Chronicles 20, beginning with verse 6, it's Jehoshaphat's prayer. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seeds of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwell therein, and have built thee a sanctuary there for thy name, saying, If when evil come upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then God, you promised you would hear and help. And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which does you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So I read the whole prayer and sometimes we read through that and we're going, okay, well, he prayed a prayer. But what I would like to do for just the next few moments is I want to share some components of this prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed in a time of uncertainty that I believe will 
if you and I could apply to our life, it will help us every time we face uncertainty, which that happens probably every day. <laughs> Is that okay with you? So first, if you look at this prayer, he prayed, Art not thou God in heaven? Can I tell you, I, I believe that as he's praying, he's emphasizing the fact that Jehoshaphat was serving a great God. How many of you know that we serve a great God? Amen. Amen. The God from eternity past to eternity future. Amen. And, and I'm glad today to know his name. How about you? Can somebody speak that name today? Aren't you glad you know the name of Jesus? Amen. So he began to exalt the greatness of God. And when you look at scripture, the Bible begins with a very simple yet profound statement. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He is a timeless God. From eternity past to eternity future, he's, he is a great God. We serve God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. He was in charge then, and he is in charge now. Do you believe that? Amen. He's the one that created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that formed everything that we see and that we know. And with his spoken word, he flung the stars into place. With his spoken word, he put the sun and the moon and all of the planets in their place. With his spoken word, he formed the seas and the dry lands and he formed the plants and the animals. And then he reached down into the dust of the earth and he formed and he shaped a being known as man and he breathed into his soul amen into his nostrils uh, the breath of life and man became a living soul hallelujah he is God he's a great God is there anybody in here agree with that today amen he's a great God and he is in charge this morning just like he was on that day of creation he's in, in control of this universe of his amen perhaps you've heard of the Hubble Space Telescope. Yeah. They claim that it can view stars that are 80 million light years away. I want you to think about that. 80 million light years. It's hard for us to wrap our head around big numbers like that. Well, how big is a light year? It's 5,880 billion miles. That's one light year. 5,880 billion miles times 80 million that's how far out into space the Hubble Space Telescope can see. But it's never seen the end of the universe. But you know what? My Bible tells me that God measured the heavens with the span of his hand, the distance from the thumb to the little finger. God has his hand on it all. Somebody say, we serve a great God. Aren't you glad to know that we serve a God who is great today hallelujah amen we serve a great big god and uh and so I, i'm just telling you today that god has not diminished with time god has not diminished in size or in power he's not declined he's not relinquished his place on the throne he is a great god amen hallelujah so the first point here of this prayer is he's a great god 
The second thing, he said, he's the God of our fathers. Amen? Now, the Israelite people had a great heritage. God even referred to himself, right? As the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Isn't it interesting how God linked himself with that heritage? And so here, Jehoshaphat praying, he's saying, God, you have been with our family down through the centuries. You have been with us as a people. You are the God of Abraham. You are the God of Isaac. You are the God of Jacob. You are the God of Moses. Uh, you were there with them. You spoke to Moses out of a bush that burned but wasn't consumed. You called him to return to Egypt uh, to bring your people out. Uh, there were mighty miracles that were done Amen. He led them out by way of the Red Sea. He parted waters that they would walk across uh, on dry land. He's the God of our fathers. If he was there for Abraham, if he was there for Isaac and Jacob, if he was there with Moses and the Israelites, crossing the Red Sea, leading them to the promised land, then surely God, you are with us. Amen. So he first reminds God, God, you're a great God. You're the God of our fathers. But I'm so thankful it doesn't stop there. Hey, we can look back and talk about all the things that God has done in the past and for previous generations. But aren't you glad to know that all the things that God has done in the past are prophetic of what he wants to do for you and for me today. Hallelujah. And so then he goes on to remind God, not only are you a great God, God. Not only are you the God of our fathers, but you are our God. You're our God. Amen. So he, he's not just the great God. He's not just the God of our fathers. He is our God. In him there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to do for us uh, just like he did for previous generations. Do you believe that today? Amen. He is with us. He is for us. He knows our street address. He knows just what we're going through today. He knows the struggles on the job or the financial problems or the sickness that we've been battling. You know what I'm saying? God knows all about us. He is our God. He's our God. And then the next thing he prayed is he said, God, you are in this place. Now, where was he praying? He was praying at the temple. And he was saying, God, we know that you are here in this place. This is the house of God. Amen? And so he began to declare just that. This is the house of God. He reminded the Lord, Lord, your name is in this house. And Lord, you said that your presence would be here. And you said when we had needs, if we would bring them to you, miracles would happen. That things would take place. Uh, deliverance is here. Salvation is here. And we are here at your house. Can I remind you where we are today? We are at the house of God. Amen. This morning you are at Christian Apostolic Church. This is a generational church. Amen. This is a place that God has met with parents or grandparents and, and he's 
done great works in this place. And so if there's anybody who ought to have confidence that God will meet us here and in this place, it's you. Hallelujah. Because you know that God has met you here. You know that God has been here for you and your family time and time again. You are convinced that the name of the Lord Jesus is in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. This may be the place where you were baptized in water by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins. The name of Jesus is here. God's presence is here. Hallelujah. Miracles have happened here. Hallelujah. Deliverance has happened here. Salvation has happened here. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that today? Amen. And so in verse 12, Jehoshaphat, he concludes his prayer and he says, Neither know we what to do. You're a great God. You're the God of our fathers. You're our God. And you're in this place. But I don't know what to do. But God, I do know where to look. Can I tell you that in 2021, we live in a world that is very troubled. A world that really many around you are struggling to know what to do. And you and I, we may feel that way too sometimes. I don't know what to do. But the difference is, you know where to look. That's what gives us hope. Is that not right? My hope is in Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. And so I know that we have a God that even when things are uncertain for me, He already knows the end from the beginning. He knows just what needs to be done. And so I am determining, just like Jehoshaphat, God, I may not know what to do, but I do know where to look. And I'm looking unto you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And then the, the prophet came and he spoke these words, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. And he says this, he says, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. It is God's. <laughs> you aren't even going to need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Ha. You know what we need to do today? We need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Looking unto Jesus, he is the author. He is the finisher of our faith. Stand with me, I'm going to close with the first five words of the book of Revelation. It just says simply, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Say that with me, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation. Can I tell you that that's not just talking about the last book of the Bible, but from Genesis 1 and 1, all the way through the book of Revelation, the book is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Very briefly, the revelation of Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry, I believe, reveals how he has power over uncertainty. If you are facing uncertainty today, Jesus already has it under his feet. So Jesus revealed that he has power over uncertainty with the miracles that he performed. Let me just 
touch on a couple of them. When he turned water into wine, he was dealing with the uncertainty of emptiness. Maybe you felt that, maybe you feel that here today, but he was dealing with the uncertainty of emptiness. Bartimaeus, having his blind eyes open, he dealt with the uncertainty of darkness. Deaf ears being unstopped, the uncertainty of silence. Feeding the multitude, the Lord dealt with the uncertainty of lack. Is there anybody in here that's ever felt that overwhelming feeling of uncertainty? The uncertainty of limited resources. The uncertainty of sickness. The uncertainty of financial pressures. The uncertainty of darkness that won't seem to lift. The uncertainty of seeing a dream that you thought was going to come to pass, but it hasn't yet. Uncertainty. But in the midst of our uncertainty, let God arise. Say that with me. Let God arise. This is what Jehoshaphat did. He didn't get all the men of war together. Instead, he gathered up the praisers. And he said, you know what? This time of uncertainty is an opportunity for us to praise God. Pastor, if uncertainty is an opportunity for God's people to praise God, then guess what? Every day we have opportunities to praise God. Amen? And so you know what he did? He sent the praisers out. And they began to lift their hands. And they began to lift their voice. Amen. And, and as they began to exalt the Lord, then the Bible said that God set ambushments against the enemy. And that enemy was turned back. And it wasn't them picking up a sword. Instead, it was them lifting their hands and their voice in praise. Hallelujah. And so in times of uncertainty, I'm inviting you. Amen. Let us join together. Let's lift up our hands and let's lift up our voice and give praise to Almighty God. The Lord gave them victory over uncertainty and that same God is in this house today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's worship God together right now.